Good morning, my brothers and sisters. This is our 13th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine Morgung for me dog, me dog, after me dog in Eckvel or Nut. As we continue discussing the games of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play, I am one of your hosts, the one and only Brazilian mountaineer Lucas Ham. Also, to my left, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news, Patrick Novacell. To your left? Are you sure? Yep. Oh, okay. Hello. Yep. To my other left, our resident renegade who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Hey, how, how many times did you practice that intro? Because that was dead on. Uh, that This is the first time I did it. Mm, just improv up there. Living by the seat of my pants. And the third person to my left, and last but certainly not least, a man with music in his heart and Doctor Who on his brain, Mark Boucher. I I personally have no idea what just happened in the first 20 <laughs> seconds of our recording this podcast. Well, I'm glad. I'm sure it was probably great. <laughs> I'm glad you joined us for the craziness. If this is your first time joining <laughs> us, welcome. Don't be afraid. Uh, I have a tendency to speak in tongues. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Can't believe you're here. Uh, a little shout out as we begin to Sweden. Uh, that was the language that I so gloriously hacked and destroyed in the beginning. Uh, they're one of our listeners this past week, and I just wanted to give a short, quick shout out to them. And uh, we love, I love Swedish meatballs. And uh, I think there's a guy on Twitch, O'Berry, that I follow. Uh, he's from Sweden. He's a really cool guy. So, so far, Swedes in my book are two for two. Any of you guys up for some Sweden action? Is that one of the I didn't prepare I did not prepare an accent here. <laughs> is that one of the locations in one of the James Bond movies? Then I'm in. The only uh the only Swedish I know I'm I'm not going to say because it may be insulting to Swedish people. And Muppets fans. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright. Well we'll just thank you to you one Swedish listener, I think from last week. You're awesome. We love you. Please don't please don't take offense to my terrible pronunciation of your language. I love languages. Bork, bork. I just can't always speak them. So, uh, in other news, we have no new iTunes reviews. Aww. I'm a little sad because I really want Mark to do something wild and crazy. So, if you cool cats out there have not given us a review, some stars, and a nice little written uh, monologue sharing how we've affected your lives or maybe question your lives, uh, we'd love to hear it. And uh, if we can get five more, get ten in total, then Mark is going to do something crazy. We have no idea what, but we won't know until you take that step of faith and give us a nice little review on iTunes. Last but certainly not least, you know, guys, this is the first full week of December. And there are some holidays, not at the end of the month, but at the beginning of the month. First of all, Happy Hanukkah. That started yesterday. For all you who celebrate that Festival of Lights. That's going on this week. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that holiday. You got eight days of presents. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. You got eight crazy nights. That's right. And who, I mean, <laughs> all thanks to the Maccabees, you know, they're the coolest. Uh, the other thing we need to keep in mind is it's National Handwashing Awareness Week. 
You don't get that every week, do you? Because <laughs> all the other weeks, so, ah, yeah. hand washing you know is so overrated. People aren't aware that they need to wash their hands. We, we need to get the word out. Let's have a get national awareness week. An entire of week course. dedicated to hand washing like people don't know. Yeah. Every week is National yeah. Hand Washing Awareness Week. It should be, for right? Me. <laughs> it national week a year, yeah. It should be. I have to say that this year, uh, I've totally uh, banned in my life the hand dryers, the air hand dryers in bathrooms, because I saw that study where it's recycling the poop air, and when you're drying everywhere. your hands off, and it just puts it all over your hands when your hands are wet, and I'm like, nope, can't do it. So now when I wash my hands and there's only the hand dryer... I just wave my hands around in the air like I'm I a bird. I thought you were going to say you. I thought you were, were going to say you banned hand washing in your house. No, yeah, no more hand washing. Until <laughs> no, this I can't. Week. I didn't know. That's right. Until well, this week. then yeah, then the awareness week came, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to wash my hands. <laughs> totally forgot. <laughs> Silly uh, me. This is also Christmas tree week. Because I guess oh. if you buy a live tree, this is the week to do it. I don't think people are in the habit this of early? buying the live trees early. I think so. I don't know. It's Christmas tree week. That's the only thing that makes sense to me is that people would buy trees starting now. How long does a tree live when you buy it for a Christmas tree? I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's when you cut it, it's dead. I mean, I know that. But I guess so. How long does it like look good when you... I think if you're faithful faithful with it probably about a month or so can we talk but you've got her like no way oh go ahead no is it, is it i thought it was like a month but can we talk about the fact that you're pretty much like when you buy a live tree and put it in your house it's like hooking up a person to life support and it's just you like putting water and it's not really alive but you're giving it water so it looks alive and then at the end of the month you you just throw it out like you pull the plug that's a little it's a little dark if you think about it. You just made you just made Christmas single handedly that much sadder for me. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> it's just the reality it is for trees. I mean we gotta look at things from their perspective. Trees. That's right. We're doing the world a service All when we get them plastic saying trees. Is give trees a chance. That was beautiful. Uh, and then finally this is also tolerance week. So if you're a if you're a smoker or if you're a, a motorcyclist that likes to cut me off in traffic this week and this week only I'm gonna tolerate you. So <laughs> next next week all bets are off. All bets are off next week. I can't guarantee anything. <laughs> yeah, go back to your normal style. selves. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just go back to the same old thing. Oh man. So yeah, just so you know aware of it. people got some weird holidays, let me tell you what. But moving on from that, it's a new week. I hope you guys had a good week. In fact, I hope it was so good that you want to tell us about it. Let's hear about it, guys. Let's start with Patrick. No, we started with Patrick last week. Just kidding. We're going to start with Mark. Mark, go. What you got for us, buddy? What's been going Uh, on? Okay, so uh, Saturday was kind of a chill day, but we kind of spent it. uh, We've been in the process of reorganizing the spare room that I'm in right now where I record uh, because... Pretty much from the time that we moved in, it's been in shambles. It's basically one big storage room. And so uh, we've been trying to, to reorganize it. Eventually, that uh, that Tardis bookshelf, that Tartarus bookshelf, uh, yes, will thank you. be in here. 
Um, but we're trying to basically purge anything we don't need to try to bring some semblance of order and and being nice to this room. It's good. Um, it's good. So yeah, so we were working on that uh, on Saturday, and then um, then I took my uh, my youth group. So around here, you know, we have a big mega church in the area. Um, it's uh, it's called uh, Thomas Road Baptist Church, and they do a uh, a big Christmas show, like a Christmas spectacular. It's literally called the Virginia Christmas Spectacular, um, right. and and so um, yeah, so I took my youth group to to that, um, and they had a great time with it. It was a great great performance. Just um, just great. It wasn't spectacular. It was not spectacular. I have actually too bad. seen it in years past. Unfortunate. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you try to get your money years back? Have been better. Did you, did they should change the name of it then. Yeah. But like the <laughs> the Virginia Christmas end. Formerly spectacular, now. <laughs> okay. No, it, no, they do a great job with it, but I think past years have been better, in my opinion. Um. Including ones I've been in, just oh. saying. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we we enjoyed it. Everybody had a great time. And then uh, there is a there's a fast food restaurant in this area of the U.S. It's called Cookout. It's literally like cookout food, like burgers, hot dogs, fries, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's you know, it's not like your McDonald's kind of thing where it tastes like eh, but it's okay. No, this is awesome, like, grilled cookout-style, good-tasting, all-American food. Um, so Starving, uh, right? And it was... Yeah. Yeah. Salivating right now. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went there uh, afterwards, <coughs> and then uh, Sunday uh, was uh, basically the day that uh, my, my in-laws had us come over, and we, we helped set up. Uh, their Christmas tree, put the lights on their Christmas tree, and we helped out putting ornaments on their tree um, as, as a family. So that was a fun time. Nice. Um, I think I mentioned last week uh, the, uh, the the Christmas embargo is up on the Boucher household. Um, so we had started listening to Christmas music, but we didn't have our decorations up. So that was one thing we did this week. We actually got the decorations up. Uh, they're all nice and ready to go and super excited for for having christmas lights up it's always a wonderful time of the year it's the most wonderful time of the year ding dong um, ding dong you know i'm singing a lot of music here i'm i'm feeling the theme mm-hmm. coming on but <laughs> don't um, get ahead of yourself <laughs> uh but uh yeah that was pretty much Pretty much my week at a glance, uh, other than uh, gaming update. For the first time in a while, I actually picked up a video game and started playing. Um, so I was playing some some Black Ops 4 the other night. Um, the regular multiplayer, not Blackout. Because I enjoy the, re- the regular multiplayer too. Um, so I jumped back into that for a little bit. And I am, I am going to make it... A promise to myself and to you, my fellow good morning guys and my fellow gamers, that I am going to finish 
my backlog of games, including Spider-Man, God of War, um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider I haven't finished yet. I actually, not too long ago, bought uh, A Link Between Worlds um, on the 3DS that I've been wanting to play. Didn't finish that. So I'm, I'm making it to go, a goal to finish all of those games. By the end of 2018? That is not going to happen. By the end of tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, work, forget about you. Overrated. Uh, See you later, Mark. We know you don't have time to complete the rest of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to make it a goal to get it done. um, Because I think you should do, uh, I I think you should do Spider-Man first. Oh, definitely. That's that's top on the list. It's Spider-Man, God of War, and then Shadow, and then I want to finish Link Between Worlds because I love Zelda games. Um, and speaking of Zelda games, and I am ashamed of myself because I could have brought it up two weeks ago and, uh, and neglected to do so. Um, I believe it was... Uh, November 23rd, I want to say, was the 20th anniversary of my favorite game of all time. Uh, Ocarina of Time turns 20 years old um, on November 23rd. Hello! 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 Hey! Hey! (laughs) Listen! Look up here! It kind of mixes with the three amigos sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Look up here! For those that don't get the um, reference, anyway. in Ocarina of Time, there's a little fairy that drives you crazy throughout the game and just yells at you to give you tips. That you don't need. That you don't need and <laughs> makes you just want to smash they're like, it. Yeah, they're like no-brainer things. Like, you should probably go into this room. I wonder what's going on here. I'm like, well, that's where I'm going. But anyway, This is your favorite game? That's the only part of it I don't like. The rest of it is awesome. <laughs> But anyway, yes, so uh, Ocarina of Time just turned 20 years old, two decades. I remember the first time I played it, I rented it from Blockbuster, and it was one of those nice shiny gold cartridges, um, the special edition ones that they had, Um, and there was just so much awesomeness about that game and revolutionized a lot of games afterward, Um, so... Happy birthday, Ocarina of Time. Happy birthday. Super happy that you came Happy out. birthday, Zelda and Link. And... Yes. <laughs> Bowser. Not, Bowser. Not, did you just say Bowser? <laughs> Get off this podcast right now. I mean, Ganon, Dorf, whatever you're called. Ganon, Ganondorf, either way. You're not wrong. Um, so, yeah. Uh, happy, happy birthday to Ocarina of Time. And then one other small gaming amount of gaming news, and then I will stop talking, is uh, actually they just announced for PUBG for the mobile app. Oh, They're actually doing it. Yeah. I can't uh-huh. wait. They're doing, they're doing a crossover event with the upcoming Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, Only on mobile? So... Yeah, on mobile. Those have the same uh, graphic fidelity, right? Like the original Resident Evil 2 and PUBG. They run about the same 
uh, <laughs> zing, <laughs> zing, <laughs> frames per second, and all that stuff, right? They use the same graphic card rotary girder, whatever it's called. Well, one the uh, one Resident Evil. <laughs> well, this Resident Evil Two thing is is a remake. It's it's uh, a a remastered version, so it's supposed to be better. Um, but apparently they they did not specify how the crossover is going to work. But it's just the fact that it is happening in some way, shape, or form. They're going to cross over PUBG Mobile with Resident Evil Two, and that tells you how slow this week was in gaming. Awesome. Um, <laughs> um, now, obviously, next week we'll have some wonderful things to talk about because the Game Awards are this yeah, week. Yeah, we will. Um, Spoilers. So we will definitely be talking about that. Um, but that is it for me. Uh, Lucas, how was your week? My week was... Uh, it's been better. So <laughs> this time last week, we were, of course, doing our podcast. And then after the podcast... Uh, Mr. Patrick and I had an epic encounter uh, playing Broforce. We Bro finished Broforce. We finished our bromance last week, and it was epic. It was so epic that it lasted for me until about four thirty <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and oh, I cannot believe with, you were still awake. Oh, uh, with it, with each hour that passed, I think it took us almost three hours to to get through like the last couple stages and and then into that probably an hour of that was the last stage when we fought Satan and destroyed him and it was it was really fun but man we stayed up way later than I was mentally prepared to do so so after that I got about 2 hours of sleep and then the next day I was felt surprisingly good and instead of against my better judgment Instead of taking a little extra nap, taking a little extra rest, I just went through the day. I was like, I'm fine. I got two hours of sleep. It'll be fine. I'll have a normal time of sleep the next day. Well, the next night, I slept terribly, and all of a sudden, all those symptoms of the flu came. And then Wednesday no. And then Wednesday came, and I all of a sudden just... I don't know if you guys have like different... Uh, symptoms that come about when you are sick. But when I am sick, one of the first things that hits me is I start to salivate uncontrollably. It's really disgusting. I have to like, if I swallow too much of my saliva, it makes me like, like, you know, nauseous and sick. And so I spit it into a cup and it's really weird. I've done it for a really long time. But uh, since I've been in Brazil, this is only the second time I've gotten sick. Um, But man, I got sick. And Wednesday, I started kind of having some of them flu symptoms and Thursday, I felt like I got had gotten hit by a train. Um, Friday, I started getting a lot of the drainage and, you know, blowing the nose and coughing. And my voice even now is a little bit, uh, is, is not 100%. But uh, I survived the week. So most of the week I spent sick. No thanks to Patrick and Broforce. It was totally worth it. But man, it was awful. <laughs> but it was Satan's fault. It was Satan's fault. He He did it. But it was totally worth it. It was a good time with with my brother, my brother yeah, from another mother. So we had a good time. Congrats, congrats yep. on, on completing Bro Force. Thank you, thank you very much. It was a really fun game. And uh, beyond that, I also completed Rayman Legends, as in got the platinum, one hundred percent. Woo! Thank you very much. Yeah, buddy. I looked back at all the daily challenges I did, and I did daily challenges every day for like a good solid four months. 
uh, every day for oh like my gosh. Ten, 10 every day for like <laughs> 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes at the most. But I still would jump in, do a little couple challenges and then go and do other things in life. Uh, but I got it, got the plat. Um, and then along with that, I've also been loving me some Spider-Man. I will say that one positive side to being sick, I got a lot of extra Spider-Man time in. So I nice. think on, I think on Wednesday and Thursday alone, I played a good seven, eight hours of Spider-Man between those two days. So, uh, it was That's some good solid time. It was there some go. good solid Spider-Man time. Um, Actually, just today, not really spoilers, but I did finish Act 2, and I will say some sinister things happened in that process, but uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, I think Spider-Man is going to go down. It's not really a spoiler because in the in the trailers they showed before, they, <laughs> they gave away things anyway, so... They definitely did. It's Way really, it's really not a spoiler, but for some people it might be. So my apologies. Uh, what Spider-Man's in this game? Oh, what? Geez. There are villains. But beyond <laughs> the content of the story that I will not talk about anymore, I will say that so far at its current pace, this Spider-Man might go down as my favorite Superman video game. Or Superman. Superman. What Superman? Are you talking about? <laughs> yes. It's so good. Oh, dang it, spoilers. <laughs> I just gave away the spoilers. Superman shows up. <laughs> Spider-Man is the best Superman game ever. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Lucas, 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put that on the box art. Uh, no. <laughs> you, you can edit that later, right, Pat? You can edit that out. Thanks. He's not going I, to, uh, though. I, I can. Know. But I won't. <laughs> but you won't. But no, backpedaling on the superhero. The my favorite superhero video game of all time. It used to be the Arkham series, um, and I still love the Arkham series. It definitely does not like belittle the Arkham series. But I think there's just some aspects of Spider-Man that I really like. Uh, for example, some of the character development, like between um, the we'll just say the good guys and the bad guys, or uh, even the good guys and the good guys like Peter Parker and Spider-Man, his relationship, complicated relationship with Mary Jane. Uh, you know, if anybody's watched the original Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, the relationship like is can be interesting and it also can be annoying at the same time. But I think in the video game, they do a really good job of developing kind of that awkwardness and also like how they care for each other, but how they also have their their own purposes and the things that they want to do in life. So I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the combat system. I really think it's superior to to the Arkham series because for me at least, maybe I just never figured out how to do the Arkham games, but I always found myself just mashing square and dodge when, you know, the little the little dodge icons would show up. Um, I feel like with with I almost said Superman again. Dang it. <laughs> I feel like with I feel like with Spider-Man, they give you like the, the verticality of it, like being able to do a lot of stuff in the air and using, I think the way they've laid out their gadgets and how the gadgets intermingle with your just basic punching and kicking. Like, I think it just all works together a lot more seamlessly and I really enjoy it. I don't feel like I'm mashing in buttons. I'm instead thinking, okay, I want to, I want to throw out an electrical web here and I want to uh, use my, this gadget here, or whatever. Like I find myself planning yeah. while I'm fighting. I found that with, I found that with Spider-Man. So, um, beyond that, 
you know, I really like the, the, all the collectibles matter. Like, you know, in the Arkham games, you collect all those Riddler trophies. And I know that in the end, the Riddler trophies will give you, you know, help you capture Riddler or, or give you some kind of secret. But like in the Spider-Man game, all the collectibles go towards upgrading and buying gadgets and buying suits. And I really like that. Like, it feels like everything has a purpose. It's not just there to collect stuff. Uh, and so right. I really and the collectibles in Spider-Man are, you know, they're, they're fun to do. They yeah, just have a purpose. There's yeah. a whole different aspect to it. Whereas like the Arkham games, when they're, when you're going after the Riddler trophies, I mean, <coughs> they're just the Riddler trophies over and over again. There's like little puzzles and everything, but like with Spider-Man, they're just fun collectibles and you know, a little backstory, a little side story of who Spider-Man is, what Peter Parker uh, does when he's not Spider-Man. So that's, it is pretty cool. It's fun. Yeah. And it makes you want to get more and more collectibles. It's super fun. And I've really enjoyed actually doing some of the collectibles. Like I said last week with my son, uh, you know, he can't catch the pigeons, but he can catch backpacks. And so he's, he's, he's been doing that with me and it's just been really cool to, to, to just kind of play that game. Like the Batman, the Arkham games were really dark. So many times my son couldn't play with me. Of course, at the same time, when I was playing the Arkham games, I think my son was like one or two. So he just would have like salivated all over the controller and probably tried to chew on it and that's all he could have done so that wouldn't have worked out anyways um <laughs> but i've really i just have to say i really like spider-man and i've i've really enjoyed the the everything that's kind of gone into it so i recommend it and mark i definitely recommend that you continue it and uh maybe finish it with me and then i'm actually going to be playing god of war after i after i beat spider-man so We'll be following kind of nice. the same path for a couple games, it seems. Um, besides that, I don't think anything else has been going on. So how about you, Ronnie? What's been going on in your life? Um, well, I went out this weekend and bought a brand new TV. I talked about it a little bit last yeah. week. Um, nice. What did you get? I bought the Sony, uh, a 65-inch Sony 900. Uh so it's kind of funny. I was actually only going to get like the 850. Um, and don't ask me what the difference is between them because I have no clue. For me, it was what's, price. What's what's the difference? What's, what's 50 uh, more? What's 50 a, more, dude? 50 more what? I don't know. So anyways, I went in, I go in to get the you, Sony You really did your homework on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was basically with my buddy who used to work at Best Buy in the TV section. And uh, my other buddy already has one of these TVs and... Then the guy in there actually said, yeah, it's like one of the best TVs I guess you can get like for the money. So, yeah, they all know way more than I do if they know one thing a piece. So uh, I was good with their recommendations. <laughs> Fair enough. So I get in the store, and I'm going in to buy the Sony 850, which is $1,000 for a 65-inch. And okay. I get in there, and he's like, oh, well, we'll have to order that one. We don't have it. He's like, we have the 900 like oh, oh that's no, convenient right. how much is the 900 we that's, got the more expensive one how much is the 900 i was like he's like 1600 i was like oh geez another 600 bucks so jeez. then i had to ask myself the question do i want to pay 600 dollars to come home with a tv today and the answer was yes so i <laughs> yes, bought it I did. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is like i'm not coming back here but uh, uh no so hilarious. i bought so i bought the nicer tv which yeah it's it's fine it's fine. It's fine. I would hope it's more than fine for $1,600. I will tell you, the one I was using before, <laughs> I think, was like an LG. And it has to be like 8 to 10 years old. So 
it is uh, a huge difference, like just plugging in that TV. And like we we played games on it and stuff like that. And uh, man, it was it it is a huge difference. But I mean, you can see everything. Like I found myself in like playing Red Dead Redemption. I'm trying to read that little like writing on the screen that pops up to see what I got. Like, and uh, sometimes it was like hard to read on the TV. And I was like, on this TV, man, everything is just crystal clear. Nice. So, mm. so I made it into the century, awesome. basically, uh, yeah. with a new TV. It's probably like I don't know. I can't remember if you have worn glasses before, Ronnie, or if you wear contacts. But every time I get a new pair of glasses, I realize how blind I was before. And yep. then all of a sudden, I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh, the leaves, they're green and clear. And, yeah. and that's how it is we when you get a new kids? TV. We have, yeah, where did this third kid come from? <laughs> Take the glasses back. I don't want the glasses. I want my old glasses back. <laughs> Two kid glasses back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because I, I basically wore glasses most of the time growing up. So it was like every single time you went back, your eyes are worse and you get on a new pair yeah. of glasses. You're like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> the world is beautiful again. But uh, so the new TV is impressive. Like we played some games and stuff on it. Like um, just so much different with a nice TV. Man, man I, bet, uh, I bet you Superman would be a really cool movie to watch on that new TV, huh? And that actually brings me to my next point. The first thing I did on that oh. TV is watch a movie, and that was Don't do this to me. Robin Hood with uh, <laughs> with Kevin Costner. Oh, Robin! I don't think that might have been the Prince of Thieves movie, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, have you ever seen that movie? That right. movie's awesome. That movie yeah, is awesome. That's that a really, really good, good movie. But for the seventh you time, man, the seventh time you <laughs> have failed us. I thought we were you only up to rebelled. Six. No, this is the seventh time. Sixth time was last week. Yeah, you need to Mm. change your notes. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah, so you have to be up to like 40% now. Oh, did I say five a week though? Five percent? I thought I was... Five percent a week. I thought I was giving them out at random. Yeah, every week he questions. (laughs) Whenever I decided to add another five... Since it's the seventh, I will add another five percent, making it now ten (laughs) percent. He's just going to wait till it's 100 No, we're going to get up to like 300%. And he's just going to be like, yeah, I'm (laughs) definitely going to watch it next week. Definitely. 300% chance. No, I'm going to watch it this week for sure. Oh, gosh. Don't just keep your lies. You sit (laughs) on a throne of lies. (laughs) One of these days, one of these days, I am going to watch it. I don't know when, though. Uh huh. I was busy buying a new TV and watching Robin Hood on on the United Time. Yeah, how many times did you watch Robin Hood or watch a bunch of useless stuff that's not Superman? I watched it once. And I played Red Dead for a while. And the final uh, while. Probably the other eight hours that uh, of time that fills up. <laughs> 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 um, but I'm also gonna get this uh, like Sono soundbar, which is apparently uh, this awesome soundbar. So I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm gonna get that this week. Are you gonna get now that I from the same a... friend? You, you better watch out. That friend is gonna be like, "Hey, we're." Fresh out of this soundbar, but we've got this mega super soundbar for. Well, he didn't. A he he doesn't work there anymore. He just used to work there. Oh, okay, fair enough. He's he's not he's not like swindling me or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he just used to work there, and like he's uh, like big into like technology and TVs and stuff like that. So he's like reading all the reviews of them and stuff. Just looking out for you, man. Yep. So, I mean, I'll pretty much take his recommendation. Like I said, he knows more than me about any of this. I'm, whatever I get is going to be cool, I'm sure. And then um, 
the sports news that I have for today. I don't know if you guys saw this, but that uh, Kansas City. I know. I love sports. That's the first time in three Wait. weeks, I think. Before you continue, you know who else loves sports? Justin Siebert. He loves sports. Mm. And he wants to throw an easy one at you. Okay? He's got a question Let's for us. Our Justin first question Siebert of the show. <laughs> Justin Siebert has this to say. Is that how you say his name? Siebert? Cybert? No, it's Siebert. Dang it. <laughs> I knew it right when you said it. Like, it. Yeah, Just, Justin Bieber? What? Justine. Oh, no. This is from Justine Seibert. That's how you say it. Okay. <laughs> Justine. No. Shyla. Okay. Uh, Justin said this. I'll throw an easy one at you. You don't see much implosion of football teams because of the win-now culture, but should the Bengals start fresh, get rid of players, uh, get rid of players, the Bengals who are not worth what they bring to the field and have an understanding that 2019 will be whatever happens with no expectations. I just yeah, read, that, I read it how he true. I read it how he wrote it. So I yeah, I think sense, I, but. I think what he meant was um, since the Bengals are terrible this year. Basically, yeah. next year they're gonna like everybody will go into that season with no expectation. Like as a fan, if you have a horrible year, you don't just expect to have a great year the next year. So yeah. he's basically saying, why don't they, um, you know, like get rid of some of their good players, get some draft picks, and like plan for the future rather than try and keep their like, you know, the, the players that they're trying to win now with, which they're not doing. I don't understand how you can play for the future if you get rid of your good players. Well, so what you got to consider is like for the Bengals right now, let's say. Uh, they're going to bring back, you know, their quarterback Andy Dalton, who's really not that great. Well, they have a guy no, like AJ not. Green. They have a guy like AJ Green who is probably a top five receiver in the NFL. Um, he's incredible, and you're going to instead of instead of trade him away for future draft picks, you're going to continue to use him in a mediocre fashion for the next you know three or four years, however long his contract is. Like, would you want to keep him when you're not good, or trade him now while he has value? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, so you can grab uh, bet, uh, better draft picks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get uh, get younger players uh, that are you know some some of them are quicker, faster, stronger, and get get them in a get a position or a player that's uh, in a position where you need them, like our offensive line or you know our, right our tight end is yeah you know in shambles right now. So yeah, yeah. So I think you- I think we should just get rid, of, get rid of the coaches, get rid of the owner, get rid of the stadium. Let's just start all over. <laughs> we're gonna get taxed like for the stadium here. <laughs> That's not like a good a idea. Plan. Stadium's fine, but anyways, um, I, I I would I would agree. I, I think the Bengals have been pretty mediocre for the past few years, and um, you know I heard one time this is a, it's a baseball reference, but it, it does apply here, and it says um, if you're not getting any better, then you should be getting worse, meaning. You're not getting any better. You're not winning with what you have. Well, then you should be trading that stuff, getting worse, and trying to get value so you can rebuild. In football, right. it's it's a cap sport, so it doesn't take like you know three, four years like it does in baseball. I mean, they could turn it around in two years, but they would have to start making moves now to do that. So I right. I would agree with that because they're very mediocre as a team right now. Um, they're not going to do anything in the next probably couple of years unless they were to you know, maybe sell off a few pieces and try to get, you know, uh, some future talent. So they should strip it down, rebuild, and just yeah. cut their cut their losses. I think, they, I, I think they should. Uh, what they have now is Reboot. definitely not working. Fair enough. So what other sports things have been going on? 
So the one story that kind of jumped out to me um, is it's a story about a, a Kansas City Chiefs running back. His name was Cream Hunt. His name's Cream Hunt, and he um, he was just recently cut by his team because a video uh, was released from TMZ. I guess this was a security cam vi- uh, video. I didn't watch it, um, but in this video, there's like a scuffle. Um, like this lady punches him or something like that in the middle of this. She ends up on the ground, and he kicks her while she's on the ground. Um, I, that's why I didn't watch the video because that sounds terrible. But so what happened was as soon as the video was released, the Saints then released him from the team. The reason that this news story caught my attention is because this crime happened in February. And the team just now cut him, just like to cut ties and get away from the whole situation because the video was released. So it that just doesn't make any sense. If somebody is, is accused of a crime like that, uh, whether there's video or not, it's it's still just as bad. But as soon as everybody saw the video, the Chiefs immediately released him. So it, it's it's just interesting that, you know, even though it happened so long ago, now that the video is out, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we can't do this. So yeah. So did they have the video beforehand? Did they, was he charged back in February? What happened? I believe he was charged back in February. Um, but what? I don't know. So they had to know about it then. It yeah, they, like it was new yeah. information. No, no. He, I, I think they have to report anything like that to their team as a part of like a, a built-in like contract uh, piece. Um, so the Chiefs would have known about it. Wow. wow, so they're just trying to sweep it under the rug because he's such a good player? Well, I mean, you could read that story on paper and it doesn't look as bad as video. Like, I, I understand that part, but it's the same crime. <laughs> you know, like, I don't... Yeah. Uh, I don't, like, yeah. I don't know I don't know all everything about the situation, but that just seems to be the way things happen. Like, I don't know if you guys remember... Boy, it's been a long time now. Probably, like, five years ago was the Ray Rice one. So, yeah. that's a guy that, like, slugged his mm-hmm. girlfriend in, like, the elevator or something like that. It's the same situation yeah. that you know that had happened a while ago, and TMZ got a hold of the video and released it. Then they released him. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's I don't know. It, I think that, like there are so many things out there where there's not a video, and there are players probably playing right through it. Um, a lot of people like to, you know, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm outraged by this," but I mean that is the product that you're watching. Like you have to understand that there's a lot of guys out there that have done a lot of horrible things, and if they weren't on video, their team probably still will keep them. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. pretty pathetic. Right. Yeah, I'm like you, Ronnie. I didn't watch the video only because it's something I don't need to yeah. I don't need to watch, you know? Yeah. Just like I, don't I, I read it. about it, I'm like, okay, this is this is obviously ridiculous. It's, if it's if it's on video, it's on video. And he got released, he got released, but I'm not going to um click on it. I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of me watching anything or whatever. So, um I'm glad Kansas City did uh release him. Um I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. If they did, if they already knew about it. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, what happened to Ray Rice? He was uh, he was suspended for like six games. But did he play another down in the NFL since then? I don't think so. No, he he was yeah, suspended so. initially for it was a, a small amount of games or whatever. Then the video was released, and then they pretty much um, the, then the, the what is it? The Ravens cut him or something like that at that time. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. So it's a very similar I'm glad, situation. I'm glad he's done. Apparently, from from what I heard about, I, I heard from somebody that did watch the video, and it was not like, uh, you know, he didn't get like a, a hop and then kick this lady like in the face or something. I guess she was on the ground, and he kind of like side kicked her or something like that, which doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it better. But um, I don't think that that particular act was as brutal as it might sound. I guess if that makes sense. 
I'm not going to watch the video, oh, so yeah. I'm going to take their word for no. it. Um, sure. But yeah, never, never okay in the situation. And uh, it just yeah, definitely uh, not. As far as uh, the NFL is not interested really in morals, they're just interested in the product that they put on the field. And you know, it, you know, it's sometimes there's some bad dudes out there <laughs> if you were to read. So uh, just because they're not on video, they're still on their team. Well, as a part of this story, is a part of the the issue that this was known back in February, and I mean, I I don't have any other information than what you're telling me. So to me, it sounds like they found out something in February. There were charges. I don't know. They they said, hey, don't do it again, or I'm sure they had some kind of disciplinary action. And then now the video comes out, and then they say, ooh, that's too much exposure. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, they definitely knew about it well in advance of the video coming out. But once the video came out, um, obviously the public, you know, the, the, the public eye then come then turns on to it. Um, but the actual, the, the story is really not even about the team, which is, which is the most ridiculous part about it. The story is about the, the player and the act. Um, the team basically just pushed themselves away from the whole situation by releasing him. Yeah. I mean, on the team's part, that, it sounds like to me they took the easy way out in terms of just saying, "Oh, this has gotten too hot for us to handle." Yeah, and, um, and they, they, you know, they continue to play him, and he's a very good player. Um, if you don't watch football, he is a very good running back. He's actually only his second year in the league. I think he was rookie of the year last year, maybe. So, very, very good player. Um, it seems like they knew about it for a while and let him play until it was basically too much public heat. You know. Yeah, I think in a bigger picture, like. And talking about what he specifically did, there's that should not be something that is uh, swept under the rug. Or you know, yeah. when that happened in February, I would hope that besides the the law, that the team did something to discipline him because that is not a an action a man should take, um, sure. really on anybody, but especially on on a woman, and uh, to have, take those kind of actions. But at the same time, to react to the media like that and just kind of, I don't know, I feel like our culture these these years, especially social media has grown, it just feels like there's more reactionary things happening and you'll find out of people losing their jobs from a tweet they did, they posted like three, four, five years ago and it just gets such a slippery slope. Like people say stuff and do stuff. I think decisions like this need to be made in relationship, not just in letting people go because they don't want to deal with the fallout. Like when you're a part of an organization, you should be, you, you, you have a contract with them, but you should have a relationship with them and there should be, you know, it should be worked out or more effort should be made to, to kind of deal with it instead of just saying, Nope, that's once it hits social media, we can't handle it. So they just drop them. And I just don't think that's a healthy practice. So on that end, I, I can't agree with that kind of activity, especially when they already knew about it, and then they're taking this action just because the video came out. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they would have taken any action because if they were, if they would have came out like, "Hey, we knew about this in February. We've been working with Kareem. We've he's been part of this program. You know, he's been doing all this other stuff. You know, he's been working with women and whatever." But I doubt any of that would have happened. Because they just released them without even a comment. Like, nope, you're gone. Yeah. So I don't believe they did anything. Yeah, I, I uh, tend to be right alongside you guys. But the last thing that I have for news isn't really news. It's actually just a question that I have from earlier in the podcast. Lucas said that he's avoiding all hand dryers. 
because they blow the poop air. They they recycle the poop air. Is that what is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. So if it's recycling the poop air, don't you feel like then the poop is already just in the air and you're just walking through it face first every time yeah. you enter? <laughs> no, you are you are walking through poop air. No, I, I will give you that. But I feel like if I anything, it's it. taking the poop air away from your face and blowing it towards your feet. No, it's not blowing it at your feet because they have these hand dryers where it's it's like it's compressed air spraying on your wet hands, and when your hands are wet, they they grab more of the poop molecules. And then your hands get dirtier. It's not, you know, I'm not walking around with my mouth hanging open. I'm breathing through my nose. My nose is doing its filtration thing. But my hands, they have no defense. So you're, you're breathing in poop. <laughs> you're breathing in poop there. Yeah, don't breathe in when hey, you walk. Hey, I'm not the only walk, one. You're doing it too. As soon as you walk out of there, you're God. poop-faced. Oh, I don't know about you. I carry a mask with me at all times. <laughs> you're a liar. Fake <laughs> news, sir. Fake news. <laughs> and get that God, fake God news out of here with immune, an immune system for a reason so you know i think it'd be okay yeah but that is all i have for the week who uh who do we have left who's the lone man we have left the lone man with the tall hair patrick novasel <laughs> yeah that'd be me <laughs> uh thank you uh um actually uh my name is uh spider-man not Superman. As much Spider as Lucas Cop. wants Spider-Man to be Superman. Spider-Cop. So uh, this past week, uh, nothing too crazy ha- happened. Uh, a lot of a lot of gaming, uh, a lot of family time. But uh, we didn't really have any plans this past week. We got a new couch. Uh, we had given uh, we had um, given our couch, our old couch, to someone who needed it. Uh, they had uh, a it's an old lady. She lived by herself. And she uh, had a double or a twin bed in her living room as her, her, as, her as her couch. Um, so uh, we uh, gave her the couch um, that we had, and then my uh, wife's aunt and uncle they were getting rid of their couch because they were going to buy a new couch, and their couch was was better than ours. <clears throat> so like it actually worked out to be great. So uh, so we took the took theirs. Um, now we got a new couch in our in our uh, in our living room. Good um, stuff. So cool. Yeah, um, put some uh, Christmas lights up uh, up outside. Um, it was like fifty degrees, sixty five. Oh, sixty five degrees on Sunday. Heat wave, um, right? Uh, it was like the the warmest um, Bengals game in December history, or something like that. So, uh, but there was there was like forty degree winds going on. So it was kind of rough putting up the Christmas lights. Uh, but I mean, I, it was it was like I mean putting up Christmas lights when it's sixty five degrees. It's actually absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, so we did that, um, and that's pretty much pretty much it. Nice. On the gaming front, um, played uh, played Blackout, uh, got another win with Bengal Man 09. Um, I'm up to 32 loot boxes in Overwatch, so uh, 68 more to get to my 100 before I unbox them. So on my way, I'm to- I'm hoping to get about 75 by the end of the year. Um, and then the rest of the 25, uh, in January. So hopefully in January, I'll be able to, um, unbox those. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to take like three hours. I have no idea. I have no idea how long it's going to take to open up those 100 boxes. Um, so that'd be cool. Uh, I played, uh, Red Dead Redemption on the last chapter of Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I think I'm like four or five chapters in or four or five missions into chapter six of like 15, uh, missions. Um, so I'm getting close to the end there. Um, and then I played some more Beat Saber. My wife actually tried Beat Saber this week. 
uh, and uh, she loves it. Absolutely nice. loves it. Yes. Awesome. Uh, she, she's not a gamer at by any means. Uh, so when she uh, she put it on, uh, she's like, "Can I play one more? Can I play one more?" <laughs> oh one, man, that's the best. Just one more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fever. Yeah. The old one more trope. So yeah, yeah she was yeah. she was doing the one more thing. So it was kind of cool to to see her do that. Now, did you um, did you teach her how to do the beat saber? Did you uh, did you do it like uh, you know like when a guy teaches a girl how to golf, or did you you know? It's all you know, in the Make no, a moment I didn't, out I of didn't it. Need, you were like, I let me show you how to do, do this, honey. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the biggest struggle was putting Make on a the date VR night hat. out of it. Oh man, that hat! <laughs> I've heard bad things about she that. Had no, I, it was all blurry and everything, and so um, yeah, she has her ponytail getting in the way. So yeah. Um, she, but she absolutely loved it, and um, it's a, it's, it's one of the best uh, peripheral games that are out there. You know, you know, and up, up in the echelons of Rock Band and Guitar Hero, kind Look of, out. kind of games. So it's awesome. Um, nice. And last, and certainly least. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> wow. Okay. Certainly, certainly least. least. I played this little game called The Quiet Man. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. did. Oh, I was so I think it was uh, I think it was last year or was it earlier this year? I don't remember. Um, it, it it got it got released or got unveiled. Uh, There's a trailer for this game where this the lead character was deaf, and um, he had to go through the the story as a deaf. I mean, it's it's it sounded cool. Um, the gameplay was all 3D models and the cutscenes were all full motion video, live action video. Um, and to me, that sounded awesome because I really liked the Quantum Break game uh, where you have your gameplay and then in between chapters, you have live action scenes, you know, a 22 to 30 minute episode. So um, I was like, oh man, this, this, this sounds straight up my alley. Um, and then you don't hear anything for like, since the trailer since it dropped and all of a sudden oh it's out it's out on playstation and which we got we got like a there was no fanfare about it there was no advertisements it was just it was out so that didn't sound good off the bat yeah, but that's was, never a good it was time. only 15 right yeah but it was only 15 dollars. so i was like mm, i don't know <laughs> i still think 15 dollars might be too much if i didn't hear anything about it and then the reviews started to come out. And the reviews were like 3 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 4 out of 10. It was just like hovered around the threes. I'm like, ooh, this doesn't sound like a good game. But I still wanted to play it. Because um, sometimes you play a game, and or I play a game, and I like it more than others, regardless of what the review score was. So um, I bought it anyways. And I decided to stream it. And... I didn't know much about the game. I didn't read any of the reviews. Um, there was no really previews for this game. Uh, so I'm going to go through this game. I'm going to act like it's a review. I wrote a ton of stuff down. Bring it. And, right. So I'm going to start with the overview for this game. So I'm going to set the stage here. So this game is you play as a, as a deaf guy named Dane. Uh, the concept of this game is that since you're deaf, you can't hear any dialogue. The ambient sounds are all muted, um, and so it's up to you to interpret the live action scenes just through the mannerisms uh, and the nonverbal cues. 
So that sounds cool, right? I mean, that's unlike any other game that there's been. So it sounds pretty cool. Uh, and then the gra- so uh, now that's the overview. Graphics. There's two parts. You got the live action scenes, and then you got your 3D models. The cut scenes for the live action were were pretty good. Um, that was shot well. It felt like it was a it was a, a TV direction, you know, like. Um, but the acting was not good. Uh, it was there were there were times when in the cutscenes they would transition between the 3D models and the live action in the same cutscene. Like I, I, there was no like transition to me playing the game. Uh, it would just go from live action to cutscene to 3D models to cutscene without me getting involved, um, which was very strange. I'm like, why would they do that? Were they did they realize this game sucks so bad that they stopped? <laughs> they stopped recording live action scenes. Maybe like, they forgot right. to they forgot to film some live uh, action scene, and they're like, let's just let's just put in a 3D modeled one. They won't be able to tell the difference. It'll look the same. Well, okay, so uh, I they tried to pull a fast one if they thought that they they I wouldn't notice the difference. There was a there was a time in the game where I was fighting like three thugs. All right. And I beat them up. Three thugs more, more come in. I beat them up. And I don't know how many times these guys came yeah. in. So they kept coming that wasn't, through. It was, it was that like, wasn't repetitive was, at all. No, it was super repetitive. It was so, it was, um, <laughs> yeah. so I, would, I, I beat up, I don't know, about 15 of these guys. And then the police show up. And these police guys are the same character models, the same faces as these thugs, just with the police officer outfit on i'm like you've got to be kidding me you're trying to pull a fast one on me this is ridiculous so anyways um these the the graphics on this are they're they're not i I wouldn't say they're ps4 quality i I would say they're late ps3 maybe middle middle of the generation of ps3 um not not ps4 quality um yeah so this fight scenes they stay they felt stale like over in, in the beginning of the game um the fight scenes were like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. This guy knows how to fight. He fights like he's the one from the Matrix, like Neo. Uh, he's got all these crazy different moves. Uh, he but, did, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, it was the same thing over and over again. And uh, about an hour into it, the fighting started to get stale. There was no, like, it wasn't, there was no uh, role play elements to it. I mean, there was no upgrades. There was no nothing. Um, it was pretty terrible. The... The graphics, I mean, like, I wouldn't say the graphics were terrible, but I would say they were subpar to the generation that we're in right now. You know what's terrible was Dane's haircut. My goodness, his haircut was awful. Oh, dude, dude. I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty awful. And I, yeah. and in my stream, <laughs> I, I made mention of it. Like, this, is, this guy's yeah. got to get a haircut, you know? Um but one of the one of the best things about this, since it was since it was all like dead, no, there's no dialogue. Everything was muted. Um, I decided that I was going to dub it yeah, as, I, as I played it because that was the only way you could get through it. Your dubbing uh, was hilarious. I can't imagine just playing that game <laughs> silently and just watching. Because why why did none of the characters act like or at least like pay attention to the fact that he was deaf? They talked to him like he knew what they were saying, and. They would just carry right. on these long monologues or they would try to have a dialogue with them and they're just like, well, what do you think? What? Uh, uh, and you have no idea what they're saying. It was crazy. Well, yeah. And there was a scene where uh, he is in the passenger seat of a car staring out the uh, passenger window and then the driver is just talking. Yeah. Like 
uh hello he cannot hear a word you're saying because he's not looking at you he's deaf do you not know this so well, oh, there was oh a guy gosh. who's known him it was did, a, the driver it, was a guy who'd known him since it, he was a child too i know right so he knew he was deaf well actually oh, every one gosh. of the characters knew he was deaf <laughs> they were all like childhood <laughs> friends some connection from and, his why, childhood. and why were and, the, and there were scenes in the game where dane wasn't even in the scene but it was still muted yeah. like there's still no dialogue like that makes no sense womp, why womp. i know right if i'm going to be playing as dan like if i'm going to be in the scene i can't hear it okay but if i'm not in the scene what is why do you not let me know what's going on yeah um any, yeah that was terrible uh gameplay was terrible because there was only like four buttons like square was punch triangle was kick and that was pretty much it there was a uh, there was dodge which i only used on boss fights there was gra- grapple, which I used twice because once you grapple, you let go of them. There was no like modifiers to it. There was no control scheme. They didn't tell. There's no tutorial for it. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm getting fired up just even talking about this thing. <laughs> uh, uh, this game sounds like so yeah, total the gameplay was terrible. It was just pretty much square all the t- all day. Square, nice square, 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 square. Just punch, punch, and then rinse, repeat. Punch, rinse, repeat. Uh, yeah. So. That leads me into the story. Story sucked. Story was absolutely terrible. <laughs> there was no, I mean, like, because you couldn't understand them, because there were, you, and the, why some of the cutscenes were done through the 3D models, uh, and you and tr- and the uh, character models were so bad that you couldn't you couldn't follow the lips. They're like, oh, what what the heck is he saying? I have no idea. I mean, like with a live action, you could at least kind of tell what they were saying. Um, but man. There was there was there was actually a time where I think it was close to the end of the game. I was so mad that I didn't know what was going on in the story that apparently there, it looked like there's a twist. There was a huge twist at the end. You know, this guy looks like he's dead and he's got shot in the stomach like a few minutes earlier. And they like kind of like zoom in. He's like laying on the ground on his back. The camera zooms in on his face. I'm thinking this guy, this guy's not gonna be alive. Don't be alive, please. And then. He opens his eyes like it was like some revelation, like, oh my gosh, he's still alive. And I remember I just like put my hands on my head like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> that was my stuff. That clip you sent oh, was hilarious. So like, oh my gosh, I don't care. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. Oh. So, yeah. Um, so I finished the game and at the end of the game, they're like, hey, if you want to play this again, you can do it with audio and i'm like uh, yeah no i'm not gonna play this pile of trash again are you kidding me <laughs> i actually oh, i read geez. the i wouldn't even wish i read the story online you know afterwards because i knew you weren't gonna play it again and i was like i gotta know what happened and it really is a nonsensical story like it doesn't make any sense i read the story on wikipedia and like all the connections and who everybody is and why they did it and it doesn't make any sense man it was so weird it was such a weird movie and like at the yeah, end well, when the when he becomes the quiet man as it were and he puts on the bird mask and he gets all those supernatural powers and all that crazy stuff yeah what was that about that was, what was that so about? weird and it was like why and then the, powers and now. then his oh, father figure puts on the bird <laughs> mask after that and fights him for whatever reason we don't know why like and it doesn't even make sense when you know the story why he fought him at the end like they just fight each other and have a stalemate and that's the end yeah, that's just, 
I, I there's so much that I missed in this. Like like the point where his mom has died, and now he is in love with this woman that looks exactly like his mom. It's because it was and the I'm same like, actress. It was the same actress. I'm like, this is so odd. Yeah. What in the world so is going weird. on? So weird. Oh my gosh. One out of ten. Not a three out of ten. One out of ten. <laughs> Zero points like for everything else. Hey, man. It was one. It's one out of ten for for the premise. Zero points for everything else. Nothing. You're not. I'm like. I wouldn't even wor- uh, wish this game on my worst enemy. It was so bad. The only mm. thing that kept it going was the dubbing. Yeah. And the chat going on in the stream. I mean, yeah. it felt like I was I was doing my own bad lip reading episode. You were on YouTube. It was good stuff. I will give your I will give your lip reading through through your two streams that it took you to finish the game. I'll give you a seven out of ten. And I only give you a lower seven out of ten because you let your emotions get the better of you and you focus too much on the actual game itself. You took it too seriously sometimes. You should have just made it a joke the whole time. You thought I took it seriously? <laughs> Did you watch the stream? No, 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 no. I don't mean I don't mean the whole time you took it seriously, but like it was clear you were getting frustrated. Like like especially in the second one where it glitched out during that one boss fight oh and it, yeah i that was so weird and for one i didn't know what was going no. on in the story anyways and for them to glitch out and then like cut an entire scene for me watching it's like oh yeah great awesome thanks but i, I think all, you could have you could have dubbed some more in all fair yeah. in all fairness i, I think everything you told me about this game just now except for the concept of the game led me to believe that this game is going to be absolutely a piece of trash <laughs> that is correct. It, yes, that is correct. It could be yep. it could be considered one of the worst games of the year. Is there an award for the worst game of the year? Probably. Do they do probably. those? Do they like 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 the Razzies? Do they do those I've, games? I can't yeah, remember. I'm. Sh- I hope so. probably I'm not sh- in today's climate. They don't. They don't need to. This one won. This one worst won. game of the year. Yep. Hands down. I think. I think somebody, <laughs> some, some magazine, internet people, they give out that kind of stuff. So I'm sure it'll show up. For sure, yeah. And some kind of video game Razzie right. Award, faux show. Anywho, that's all I got. So I do have one fake news or real news. Let's hear it. For Friends is leaving Netflix at the end of the year. Real news or fake news? Fake news. I'm gonna real say news. Uh, I'll go real news. It's real news. The contract it ends oh, end no. of the year. Sad day. Is Netflix definitely not renewing yep. it? Because I feel like that would be one that they would want. I think it's. I think it's a WB property, and I think WB is doing their own streaming service. Are Everyone's you serious? Service. The reason. The reason why I cut the cord is because I didn't need any more streaming. I didn't need any more channels. Now they're making channels and now it's out like, of streaming. Hey, you're cutting your cord, so we're going to make all these different streaming services. So it feels like you never cut the cord. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's true. It's hey, crazy, man. Hey, Just hey, how they cut uh, hey. Daredevil and stuff. Hey. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Hey. hey. Friends isn't le- Friends isn't leaving Netflix. What? Friends isn't leaving Netflix. They can Did it, what? <gasps> Did they yeah. resign it? New contract? It, even though it said that it's it says on there that it's available until 1119, that it says in this USA Today article which I can send to you that there are no immediate plans to drop the show. So, it is not leaving Netflix. Look at Mark. So, the, but Google the contract is right. up. So, so, the contract is up, but they're still able to have it on Netflix? What? Yeah, basically, it says that on the 
on whatever site they found that where it says it's available until one one nineteen or whatever. Um, here I'll send you the the link to the article. But okay, they came out and said there are no immediate plans to drop the show. That it is not leaving. This news place. is to be determined. All right, so it's still in limbo between fake and real news. Then it is rake news. Rake news. All rake right, news. <laughs> it's real news. Rake but, news. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's all. I'm done. I'm finished. All right. <laughs> I I totally forgot something in my update, and I'm gonna say it real quick, not to drag it on. I totally forgot that I watched Gabe's extra live stream this weekend. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, yep, and nice. Yeah, he raised a ton of money. He did. He went. He surpassed his five hundred dollar goal. I think it was like over six hundred dollars uh, that he that he raised yep. for the kids, and uh, actually got to play some Overwatch with uh, him and Ed and Chris and Tim, um, which was awesome. Well. Was Ed there? No, maybe Ed. I can't remember. But I know Tim and Chris definitely were there. Cool. And Lem was there and all the other cool kids. But um, except for Patrick and Lucas and Ronnie, they were not there. But um, yeah, so that was awesome. Cool, man. Well, I also had uh, something from my update that I forgot to mention. I had second Thanksgiving. So I got a double dose of Thanksgiving. And uh, went and visited some the in-laws of my in-laws. I went and visited them and had Thanksgiving with them and some other family and friends from Brazil. It was a wonderful time. We played games after we ate some wonderful food. I did get some turkey, so that was right. that was a plus. And uh, I won a round of Rook. I don't know if you guys play the card game Rook, but played a little bit of that. Won a round of that. It was nice, but... After I had my second Thanksgiving, I definitely returned back to the Christmas season and made sure on the drive, the two-hour drive home, that we listened to nonstop Christmas music to re-enter back in the Christmas spirit. Because as you know, Christmas music is the very best way to get yourself in the Christmas spirit. And I think music in general is powerful, am I right? And I think we can all agree that that music has had a big influence on our lives has affected us in many ways, and that is the topic of our show today, music. Alrighty then, so we are talking about music Music as it has formed and changed our lives. As we already know, our music music man of the group is Mark, but all of us here have a variety of bands, songs. Uh, we have our own histories with music. I think music, along with uh, family, along with faith, uh, music has a great impact on people's lives. And I know that for me, uh, a lot of my favorite memories in the past when I was a kid, uh, when I was a teenager going through school and all that stuff like a lot of times some of my favorite memories have music associated with them so today we're going to be sharing a little bit um, about our past in music kind of where it got started um, our heritage all those kind of things to start things out um, actually we have a question from Sheldor in the discord hey Sheldor 
Um, he wanted to know this. He said, for me personally, I grew up on country and hair guitar. Thank you, Mom. What music do you like because your parents, for either they played it a lot or you had fond memories of listening to it with them? So, uh, a lot of times we don't choose our own music when we get started. A lot of times it's because of our parents and the musical styles they have. So, what kind of musical styles and practices did your parents have and what of that rubbed off on you? Rock. Rock. <laughs> I want to rock, rock. Rock. Uh, um, yeah, lots and lots of uh, classic rock music and alternative rock. Uh, like I, I had mentioned in a previous episode, um, my mom used to have like a boombox radio on 24-7 in the house. Like that was always the backdrop to our, to our kitchen uh, was that radio being on. And so a lot of times it was, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of times it was pop radio, but a lot of times it was, uh, the local rock station, uh, where they'd play rock music past and present. Um, and so that's where I, I developed my, my, my love of rock music. Um, you know, anything from, you know, you know, you've got your Metallica, you've got your, uh, bands like, um, you know, Alice in Chains and, um, wow. And now names are escaping me. Um, Stone Temple Pilots, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, Incubus, all those, all those rock bands. And then, you know, obviously the classic rock bands, uh, you know, uh, Black Sabbath and the Beatles and all that kind of stuff. Um, they would play on the, on the local rock station. So yeah, definitely rock. Cool. And my dad was a huge Aerosmith fan as well. He used to sneak into because Aerosmith is from Boston, um, and so he used to sneak into clubs to watch Aerosmith play. Nice when they were uh, first starting out. Man, so, I loved me yeah. some Aerosmith. How about you, Patrick? See, I don't remember my parents listening to music. I kind of listened to my own music. I mean, pretty much my entire childhood, uh, but. Uh, one of the songs that my mom used to sing when I was a, when I was a kid was uh, Paul Anka's "Put Your Head on My Shoulder." Uh, she would she would sing the "Put Your Head on My Shoulder," and I would I would respond, "Baby," like I would, and that's that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, when I got Aww. married, uh, that's the so the, the last song in uh, um, in the uh, in our in our reception uh, was that "Put Your Head on My Shoulder," and that's a song that my mom and I danced to. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean that, that's a, that's that's one of the only songs that I can remember that uh, I have a direct you know uh, impact on me from what my parents listened to. So I think I uh, the first music and really and this it's like it really stuck with me even now is I remember driving around as a kid with my dad in the car. Keep in mind I was born in '87, so basically the '90s were a lot of my young childhood growing up. And uh, my dad always listened to uh, you know all the classic '90s like all bands. You know, you had like Green Day, No Doubt, like Sublime, yeah. Oh yeah, Bush, Nirvana, like all those songs. Um, and and I still, you know, I still listen to all those all those uh, bands weekly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely the stuff uh, that stuck with me. Um, on a side note, my mom would listen to like jock jams. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> those, pump, those didn't really jam. Those really didn't stick. Oh, yeah. uh, but but it is a funny side note. Every time I hear hear those now, <laughs> I think of her. 
on the floor tonight. Shock jams. Oh my gosh. I still remember those infomercials that they would show on TV. Oh man. I think for my parents, um, they they weren't really like I guess I'd say hardcore, like they 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 did have a record player, and I remember my dad having quite the collection of records. But by the time I came along, he was like a workaholic, and so he worked most of the time, and he never got those. I don't ever remember him getting those records out, and I actually don't even know where those records are now. Um, it makes me kind of sad because when I was a little kid, I would always look at them, but I didn't like. I wasn't so crazy that I would get them out and you know put them into the record player. No one ever showed me what they were really four so i figured it out later because my neighbor uh my neighbor he and his family they had a record player and they would play some records and stuff but um i grew up with with my mom playing a lot of earth wind and fire the carpenters air supply um she loved harry connick jr a lot of jazz music um and then my dad riding in the truck with him uh ronnie mentioned all those different bands that i grew up uh in middle school and high school listening to uh, like Nirvana and Bush and Green Day. Um, back in the day when I would ride with my dad in a truck, it was like 24-7 Kenny G. Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny G. Saxophone, <laughs> jazz band. Like that's oh, that smooth. Anytime I would, <laughs> anytime I would ride with him, like that's what he was playing. And he also he had some other cassettes and some other CDs that he would play. I don't even remember the name of them, but they were like almost like jazz garage band where they started throwing in. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen that episode of uh, Friends where Ross uh, introduces everyone to his music skills on the keyboard. And he starts like <laughs> pressing all the buttons, you know, he's got the synthesizer going. And my dad, my dad loves synthesizer jazz, like a mix of synthesizer and jazz music. It's very strange. And so I grew up listening to that kind of music too. Um, and so that was, that was where things were for me. I definitely from my mom got my appreciation for, you know, the seventies, the eighties music. Uh, she listened to a lot of variety of that. And, uh, you know, when I would look through my dad's records, I would get ideas for music to listen to also. I remember my mom had, I think I told this story already on a previous episode, the fact that my mom had Beatles records growing up. She was the president of the of the Beatles fan club at, at, uh, nice. at school. And she had a whole bunch of Beatles records, and that's a, a lot of where I developed my love for, for the Beatles. They're one of my, my favorite my favorite classic bands. Um, but unfortunately I, I had a little bit too much fun, uh, turning, you know, turning the records on and, and speeding up the, you know, the RPMs going from 45 to 33 to try to make them sound like chipmunks and stuff like that. And playing, playing the, the records backwards and stuff like that, just to do stupid stuff with it. And unfortunately kind of ruined my mom's records. Which, <laughs> I mean, such a travesty. Who hasn't done that? I mean, that's, that's like a staple. You have to do that. I didn't do that. But I like was a those... good boy. I didn't touch the records outside of the containers. Oh, bless you child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what I'm, what I wonder about, and I thought about this in the past is like, how many of those were like actual first edition copies of those albums that were probably worth a good amount of money uh yeah and i destroyed them for sure (laughs) 
Well, eventually, as Mark alluded to, we had to get our own music. And maybe for some of us, our for me, my first music came from a video, not a video cassette, but a cassette tape. Maybe for some of you guys, it was a CD. I hope your first music you bought was not an MP3. That would make me feel really old. But uh, <laughs> one of our listeners, Super Listener Chad, at Chad Fackler on Twitter. Shout out, Chad. Chad. Chad Fackler. He said, okay, can you recall the first CD of music that you ever got? Mine was Tesla 5 Man Acoustic Jam. I have no idea what that is. It was their live album, and I had gone to see that concert. Yeah, I know. I'm a lot older than you guys. 80s hair bands still rock. I can agree with you on that, Chad. 80s hair bands definitely still rock. But I have no idea who Tesla 5 Man Acoustic Jam is. Sorry. Uh, do you, yeah, I've never heard of them no. at all. <laughs> but I'm, well, maybe I'll yeah. check it out because you mentioned it, Chad. See what they're like. Actually, I think, I think Tesla is the name of the band, and then... I believe the album must because I think I have heard of heard the name Tesla. I just don't know any of their music. Yeah. Um, when you don't know, use punctuation, I can't tell you what what is the name of the band and what is the name of the album. So true. for now, it's true story. It's a band called Tesla Five Man <laughs> Acoustic Jam. I still I like it. That that's, a cool, yeah. that's a cool. That's a cool. Sounds cool. I really like it. That's the band name. It's pretty too. nice. So, do you guys remember yeah. your first uh, cassette CD? Your first music that you like, or, you know, it doesn't have to be that you bought it. It can be that you got your parents to buy it. Like, it wasn't because of your parents. It was because you wanted the music. So, do you guys remember your first ones? Yeah, I remember when I got uh, my first CD. It was, I didn't go to a store. I didn't go, uh, there was no internet at the time. What I remember I had is a, I think I was 15, I got a Columbia house. Oh uh, my gosh! Mel, wow, kind of thing. Do you guys remember? Yeah, those? you get like twenty uh, CDs for a dollar, and you had to like. Yeah, but you had to pay for like twelve dollars in shipping or something like that. So yeah, it but, worked out to you. You got you got like like it ended up being like uh, six free CDs or something like that. Yeah, so kind of it was, it was awesome. a good deal. But I, yeah, man, I would I would get and like you had to get like um, certain CDs were. On the list, and if you wanted like the premium CDs, you had to pay a little bit extra yeah. for them. Yeah, it still uh, was a really good deal. One, uh, it was a really it was good deal. awesome. Yeah, you had you had to lick the stamps and put yes. Them on the oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember the first CD I got was Nirvana in Utero. Oh man, um, it's a classic. Yeah, man, so good. Um, and to this day, Nirvana is my favorite band of all time. Um, not only because my I have two older brothers. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that was my first CD and I played the heck out of that CD. That's awesome. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, the first tape cassette, audio cassette I can remember getting, or at least one of the ones it was, it was actually a Christmas present. Um, it was the Lion King soundtrack. Oh my gosh. I had that um, one on CD. I used to listen to that nice. thing going to bed at night like in my cd player it was awesome yeah it was i can't say it was one of my favorite you know albums but it was a good first album because the music in the movie is always great sure Um, but um yeah that was probably one the earliest one i can think of um and then after that it kind of dovetails into a next another aspect of what we're going to talk about but yeah, that's the earliest one I can remember. The the earliest one that I can remember, um, I I walked with my older stepbrother to uh, like a play it again, 
uh, like type store. And uh, I bought, <laughs> it's funny, I bought the uh, the Green Day CD, uh, Dookie. Yes. Nice. Good. It was like, that my dad classic. had already had that, but I was like, I need my own copy of that, you know. Of course. Um, but man, I, I I listened to that one for a long time. That's nice. That's a good one. I have a. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention my first cassette, and then I'm gonna mention my first CD because my first. What's CD, a cassette? Uh, in case you've never heard of this, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a little plastic box. Are those things you see on the side <laughs> of the highway, all unwound. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see them on the highway. No, anymore. they're extinct. No, they are extinct. This is so sad, and yet it's not. I don't miss cassettes whatsoever, but... They were horrible. Uh, they were awful. The sound quality was... Oh, you want to listen to that first song again? Rewind for exactly. five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like rewinding. You see, kids, uh, audio and video used to come in what's called reels, and then they would put these two little reels what's inside a, reel? a plastic device. <laughs> they're they're pieces of like long. I believe it's used in fishing. <laughs> what's, that, what's that voice? You totally you totally lost the uh, lost our young listeners. Sorry, young listeners. You're gonna have to Google cassette or video cassette. Yep. Uh, you see those like videos? They give people give uh, like a cassette to a kid. Like, how do you listen to the, to this? And like, they like put it up to their ear. <laughs> yeah, like, do I they? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? I can hear the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> but the first cassette that I can remember having was actually the soundtrack to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to The Secret of the Ooze, and it was the one that nice. had vanilla. Oh. Go ninja go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja. Yeah, man, it was, that was my favorite song. I would rewind just to listen to that song uh, with Vanilla Ice, and there was a number of songs on there that were uh, amazing, but that was my first cassette tape. Um, my first CD was definitely not a CD that, that I really, as an adult, want to claim, but... <laughs> this is it's, gonna be good. It's the CD I chose, and I and I chose it because of peer pressure. I felt the pressure, and I went to a, a store with my dad, a music store, and I, we were looking around, and my friends had said, "Man, you gotta check out this Snoop Doggy Dog. You gotta check out yes. this <laughs> CD." <laughs> and I'm like, "Snoop Doggy Dog." I'm like, "Okay, I'll check it out." And I go to the store. I'm with my dad. We're just looking around, and I find the CD. And it's a, and it's and the cover is is a cartoon and it's got dogs on it. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's got cartoons. This should be a cool CD. <laughs> and it was Snoop Doggy Dog. And the name of the album was. <laughs> I'm laughing hysterically over here because you're the one to the store with your dad. And so I pick up the CD and it's like Snoop Doggy Dog, Doggy Style. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> <laughs> huh, this is interesting. <laughs> And I'm like, I had no idea that the album was called that. And so then I'm like, I still got to see if, I wonder if my dad will let me buy this. So I take it and I take the CD to my dad and I'm like, dad, can I get this CD? And he looks at it and he's like, all right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) He he buys it for me. And while he's paying for it, I'm just behind him and I'm like, does he know what this is about like does he have any is? idea what this is <laughs> now at this time this is after my mom's passed away and it's just my dad and i and so i'm sure there's a part of him that's just like i just want to give him whatever he wants i was probably 11 12 years old and i couldn't believe he bought it well i put that cd in closed the door and i started listening to it and i'm like oh my gosh what did i just buy 
<laughs> what have I done? What have I done? And and of, so and of course, on my own, I never listened to the CD because it was not my kind of music. I never was like a real rap guy, but I had friends that liked it. And when they came over, I was like, hey, check it out. I got the Snoop Doggy Dog CD and turned it up, made sure the door was closed, made sure my dad was not around listening to what was being rapped about. Uh, but that was my first CD was Snoop Doggy Dog, Doggy Style. I can't believe like... By that point, they had the big old like parental advisory sticker. They did. On the- my dad, my dad was so oblivious. Like he just, he just does not pay attention to details. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. He's like, okay, whatever, whatever. You know, um, but you know, as we got our first CDs, as we started to venture out on our own. I did, you know, with that CD, I started listening to other rap music like Dr. Dre. I started listening to Tupac just to just to listen to it, see what it was like. I can't say that I really No Limit Soldiers. Huh? Did you listen to the, the No Limit Soldiers? No, I didn't listen to that. Master P. Oh, and I remember. C Murder. I, make him say. Make him say. Oh. Uh. I vaguely remember that, but I did <laughs> not. Nah, nah, nah. I didn't get much past like what was like the big big pop culture you know the like the pop rap at the time dr dre snoop dogg that were like out in the forefront yeah. uh so i didn't really pay attention to a whole lot but you know through that time we develop our our own personal tastes and and so we're going to spend the rest of the time just kind of talking about some of the music we listened to all the way through uh high school uh bangle man 09 on the discord our buddy and uh Bang- bangles Rick. fan uh he wanted to know what genre and band or song was your go-to when you were feeling gloomy? Um, and he, he wants to know then, what about when you're happy and excited? He, he said, I always played This Morning by Rocky every time I got paid. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, no, by Rocco. This Morning by Rocco every time I got paid. So uh, when you guys were sad back in the day, was there any kind of music that you liked to listen to? I, I feel like I like to listen to sad music when I'm sad, like just the, the music like that matches your emotions. So like I would even listen to like like a Nirvana or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I definitely like, especially in like the middle, and I, we might be jumping ahead, but the middle school and high school years where we were all, we were all like super angsty and stuff. Um, you know, I listened to stuff like uh, Linkin Park and um and and stuff like that um and also um this one this band and uh, i'll get more into it later but this band was like they're they're more of like a post-grunge pop rock kind of band it's a band called lifehouse oh yeah um their uh their first album was was kind of on the angsty side and so whenever i was feeling sad or whatever i would i would listen to that song especially like when i was when i was a kid a lot of times I felt like I was like an outcast almost, um, and and so like I'd sort of isolate myself and listen to that. Uh, I was like it was kind of like being an emo kid, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> outcast, I love that band. It's a good band. No, not that kind of outcast. Oh. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> How do you feel? Uh, I listened to a lot of 60s, 50s, like Beach Boys, Beatles. Um, I would say, I would say I like to go back to the like the more I, it's I want I would I want to say innocent times, but it really wasn't innocent times. They were still up to no good back then, but their music overall was it had just a much more innocent feel to it. 
And uh, I think I, I think in general when I'm just gloomy or sad, I, I do tend to want to listen to happy music to kind of put a little pep in the step. And so Beatles and Beach Boys were definitely my go-to for that. Patrick, do you have anything you listen to? Yeah. Happy, sad, emotional. Yeah. Um, Bob Marley. Whenever, uh, whenever I'm feeling down, I listen to some Bob Marley because it's just so soothing. Oh yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of like uh, powerful lyrics in there. Um, yeah. So whenever I'm down, pretty much about what gets me happy. Uh, mm, I don't know. Mbop. Oh, don't start with Hanson. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I mean, if you heard that right now, you you kidding me? You wouldn't just start smiling. You might, have, you, you might shake your head, but if you you would still smile. Yeah, for like ten Lucas, seconds, and I'd be, be like, real. "Shut that off right now! Shut that off!" <laughs> Lucas, you're gonna be you're gonna be real disappointed with me. In oh, a few I can't minutes. wait! Can't wait! <laughs> you know, besides our emotions, I think when we're kids, you know, we we talked about our parents and how they influenced us. Uh, just now, you know, we were kind of sharing about our emotions and how they can influence us. But definitely I know for me when I was a kid, like uh, my friends influenced a lot of my music choices and uh, at Dante's Belmont or Berna Excelsior. I don't know how to read his name on Twitter. I love you. Barnaby butters. Barnaby Barnaby butters. Love you, man. Uh, He said, what is the one band or phase you went into just to impress fit in, get a girl, that now you would be ashamed of. Remember, this is a safe, judgment-free zone. I had a BSB phase, Metallica-only phase, folk country phase, some in parallel for some reason. That's a that's a very interesting parallel between Metallica, folk country. Uh, as I mentioned before, I listened to rap like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, pretty much because of my friends. Um, I think it all really started when my parents bought me a five-disc CD stereo. Uh, when I upgraded to that five disc CD stereo and I could put like multiple CDs in my stereo and just switch them on, you know, like when my friends were around, I could put in the rap music and be like, yeah, Dr. Dre, blah, blah, blah. And then they'd leave and I would turn on like, you know, air supply or, (laughs) or revolutionary being able to just press number two and it goes, I know it It took like two minutes. Yeah. It was like, (laughs) like it was changing the disc, uh, but it was awesome. But, you know, I listened to that. You know, I had my middle school friends that took me down the alternative route. And like Ronnie mentioned, I listened to Nirvana, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Green Day, uh, No Doubt, Oasis, um, Presidents of the United States of America. I love them, Little Doom Buggy. Nice. Um, but, you know, throughout, throughout all that time, I really let a lot of people, like, influence me. I just never, at that age, especially in middle school, I was just like, eh, whatever. Whatever you guys want to listen to, I'll listen to, and that's how I got to know music. How about for you guys? Did you do anything to impress, fit in, get a girl, anything like that? For a for a brief period of time, I to try to be, I guess, try to be cool. Uh, tried to get into listening to Eminem, and uh, I remember I remember asking my dad if I could buy. Um, the, the I believe it's the Slim Shady LP. I want to say that's what it was called. Yeah. Or was it? Or was it the Marshall Mathers LP? Anyway, Slim, Slim Shady was first. Marshall Mathers okay. was second. Yeah. Okay. But. Yeah. I tried. Uh, I tried to have my dad buy me the Slim Shady LP, and he was like, "No, no. absolutely." If I if it would have been with my dad, I'd be like, "Hey, dad, can you buy me this uh, this Eminem?" He'd be like, "Is this candy?" Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. I'll get it for you. Ooh, piece oh, of candy. Sure. 
<laughs> but yeah, that was that was very brief where I tried to be all cool and listen to to Eminem with my Jinko jeans and baggy shirt and all that junk. Oh yeah. But, the Jinko uh, jeans. Whoosh. Man. <laughs> but uh yeah, the I I got I got out of that quickly. Uh, back when I was in high school, I guess for pretty much all of us, uh, when that's the when the boy band craze started to happen. You know, the Backstreet oh, Boys, yeah. Ninety Eight Degrees, NSYNC. You know, uh, that weird you know satire kind of band uh, together. Do you guys remember <laughs> yes. that? Yes, I together. remember oh, that. You plus me dude. equals calculus. I mm. love my calculus. Plus signs, me. It says you plus me equals us. Oh my god! Oh I totally yes, forgot about that. So good. It was like. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, I was just listening to them because, you know, all the girls were listening to them. You know, it was a big thing. There, It was it was like, un, it was back, you know, like, I, I was, every band was boy band. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, you know, that was back in the day when I would listen to just rock, pretty much rock. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, if I'm going to be hanging out with these people, I better be listening to the music too. So, you know, to fit in, I just listened to all the boy bands. And I kind of ducked myself whole because to this day, I I like boy bands. <laughs> I, I enjoy the singing of Backstreet Boys nowadays. <laughs> when they come on, oh, man, I rock out. Oh, it's that, it's that nostalgia, man. For me. That nostalgia. Yeah, right. I think the only I think the only music I ever listened to, like, to fit in. So I came from, like, a really small, like, country school. So, like, I listened to, like, exclusively country music for, like, an extended period of time. And, uh... Yeah, I hardly ever listen to country anymore. Like every now and then I'll go back. Like, you know, I do like it, but um, I just like, you know, other types of music better now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was what everybody was listening to. So That's my least favorite type of music to listen to. Yeah, I cannot me too. stand a lot of country, except for like Johnny Cash and stuff like Johnny that. Johnny Cash was kind of like rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time seeing him as country music, but you know. Um, he's old school country, like yeah, the original country. Right. So on the opposite end, Duncan Rogers wanted to know, what were your guilty pleasure bands or songs to listen to for fear of being made fun of by your friends or peers? For reference, mine was Chemical Romance because my friends and I were metalheads. Uh, I never got much into nice. Chemical Romance, but I definitely can understand the kind of the uh, the guilty pleasure bands, the things you listen to when it was just you at home. You know, I already mentioned... I, I've always loved soundtracks. Um, I've always loved musicals, um, movies, play you know musical plays, musical movies, uh, soundtracks to movies. I had the the Lion King soundtrack, Tarzan, Jurassic Park. I can't tell you how how for how long after the movie Jurassic Park came out that I bought the soundtrack and I would go to sleep listening to like just listening to the nice. and like envisioning the movie, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, nice, and as I as nice, I got older, nice. when I started taking my faith seriously and started, you know, following God and realizing that there were that there were Christian bands, this was a revelation for me. I remember going to summer camp one year, and uh, I was in my dorm, you know, with some guys, and one guy's like, "Hey, do you guys mind if I play some music while we go to sleep tonight?" And we're like, "Sure," and he played. All night long, uh, Jars of Clay. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the band Jars of Clay, but they're a yes! really popular Christian band, old school. Like Love when Christian it. music was first starting to become more contemporary and and more modern and stuff. Uh, I loved me some Jars of Clay, Third Day, 
Newsboys, DC Talk, Audio Adrenaline, All Star United. Like that's when I truly started like forming my music taste. And those bands are the ones, you know, soundtracks and Christian music are the two genres that I listen to and have the, you know, I have the largest collection of music for uh, outside of classic nice. 80s and 90s music, of course, too. But that was some of the some of my guilty pleasures and the things that I, you know, help form my private collection that I really enjoyed, regardless of anybody's influence. How about for you guys? So, OK, here's where you're about to be ashamed of me. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to explain something to you. So when I was, when I was a kid, uh, my, my friend and I were big, huge Hanson fans. Um, We, we, we had their first album. Uh, We were like, I, what we used, there was like an Eggo Waffles promotion where like, um, you could like if you bought a certain amount of boxes you could save up and you could actually send out for a free Hanson t-shirt and I did that <laughs> and I got I got me a free Hanson t-shirt. Do you still have it? Um I don't. Oh, I do it's not. too bad. Um but uh so no, I used to we used to play that that first album all the time. Um, and you know, obviously it wasn't cool because they were a boy band and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it looked like a bunch of girls. They did. Yeah. Everybody would call them the Hanson sisters. Um, actually yeah, I, they had super long I think hair. they had hair like that Dane character in uh, the quiet man. <laughs> he looked, he kind of looked like a Hanson, didn't he Patrick? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that. he was I'm one sure. of the Hanson brothers but, and we just didn't know it. <laughs> I will have you know today that these guys are talented musicians. Like they sure. they play all their own instruments. They are incredible vocalists. No, um, they write they write all their own yep. stuff. I, I'm with um, you there. It's just they, what they wrote wasn't always up my alley. Well, yeah, when they were kids. Bop ba doo ba oh, You don't gosh. think that was like generational? Like you know, it was just like one of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> Well, nobody said they were writing like <laughs> Grammy winning stuff, but oh, man. they had other songs they, besides that. They write that. their own stuff. Yes. Well, they, again, they have other stuff besides that one song. They do. <laughs> nobody But knows, I stopped, nobody I stopped listening after Mbop. <laughs> I totally <laughs> tuned them out. Well, that's. They're like, oh, our next song by Hanson. And problem. I'm like, I turned off my hearing aids and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's your that problem. That is. Um, but it's not really my problem. I really enjoy not listening to Hanson. That's a solution. Yeah. Like yeah. It. It's not because you're missing out on some really good music. They have some great, great influences that are really, they affect the music that they do today. Like they're big into like classic soul and rock and like Motown style stuff um, that have really influenced their, their songwriting and it plays out in the type of music they they do today all right and it's good stuff and like i said they're very talented musicians um and they like i said they write all their own music they record all their own stuff they're an indie band now so they do all their own all their own uh promotion all their own recording all that kind of stuff so but it was a closet thing at the time because it wasn't cool to no it wasn't (laughs) for sure not how about you ronnie or Patrick, I'll go. Mine was um, 
so I don't remember I don't remember how old I was, but I have a sister that's like three years younger than me. So like we could never like cross paths in music, right? So that's why I was always against like all the boy bands. Like no, yep. those are stupid. I was the same. Um, yeah, and, and she like she liked all of them. One of them was um, I, I do like boy band music now. Also, <laughs> um, man, some of that old NSYNC, like oh man, oh, that it's is the so best. Good. That is the best. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was good Charlotte. It was like a punk rock band and my sister went through this like punk rock phase right and she's like got wearing around a good charlotte t-shirt and i'm like that band sucks and i'm like and lifestyles of the rich and the famous is pretty good <laughs> 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 so for me that was it nice uh me uh i could listen to britney spears all day oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> oh baby, baby i'm ashamed to admit i, I had that album unfortunately now no, I'm a- oh man that comes on oh, the radio hmm, I'm hit me baby again, one more like time <laughs> oh gosh wow yeah that was magical stuff now did you guys uh this is a question from ellie Novacell, but i also was curious to know this did you guys ever make a mixtape cd a playlist for your high school or middle school girlfriend I know what was on yours, Patrick Novacell. Sleep off lard. I don't know what that means, but that's what she wrote. Hopefully, he. Oh, so um, I I made her a mix CD, and in between like a, like three songs, I would create like uh, a little radio station, and, you know, like a little uh, advertisement, a commercial, nice. or whatever. Um, and one of the one of the commercials was from uh, Grand Theft Auto Three, and it was sleep off lard. You know you. So go to sleepoff.lard.com. You can sleep away the fat. You know, it was just all still. It was all stupid. You know, like, uh, but she remembers that one because that was one of the CDs I gave her to her when uh, we were in high nice. school. And no wonder nice. she married you. I know, right? <laughs> Serious. After she gets my humor. <laughs> Actually, she gets rock stars humor. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else make mixtapes, mix CDs? I did not. Oh, absolutely. Not for a girl. For myself, yes. I know, right? Oh, Me okay. too. But go ahead, Mark. You made one for your girl? No, no, I, I did not make one for a girl. No, that's my oh, bad. Okay, fair enough. So the rest of us, we made nope. CDs for ourselves. I will say that in college, skipping ahead, um, I, in college I made a couple CDs for my wife, Mindy, but we'll save that for another day. They were classic and they were good stuff. But... Um, when I was in middle school and high school, I definitely made CDs for myself. CDs. I made cassette tapes. You know, um, my first car didn't have a CD player; it had a cassette player in it. And at the time, I think I hadn't yet bought. You know how you could buy those cassette tape adapters that you could hook up to your CD player, so it would play your yeah your CD. You could play your CDs. With wires everywhere. Yeah, with wires hanging out everywhere. Well, before I've I've discovered that or bought one. <laughs> I made mixtapes for myself using my five-disc CD changer so I could put my five CDs that I wanted in Woo! and then I would put the cassette in and then I would cr- record and I made it totally mixed. Like I would mix songs all over the place and I listened to those tapes so much to the point that anytime I would hear a song, like for example, a song from uh, Weird Al Yankovic's Bad Hair Day uh, back in high school, I would I would hear the song and then immediately my mind would start singing the next song in my mixtape yeah. even though it was not going to follow in real life on the radio or on the actual CD. So I definitely made the mixtapes and definitely had my own soundtracks in my head that I would that to this day some of the music that I've made for in the past I I still connect those songs. Yeah man, I 
I remember I originally, um, you know, I'd record stuff off the radio. Um, I'd use my mom's boombox and uh, and just stick an audio cassette. There's that audio cassette thing. There again. it is. Google it. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I would uh, record stuff off the radio um, and put it into, I guess, a quote-unquote mixtape. And then, yeah, of course, I would pull stuff from, from CDs um, and, and record it to an audio cassette. And then it went from there to, obviously, when the revolutionary product, the, uh, the, the CD burner uh, oh, for computers yes. came out. Yeah. So you're able to digitally uh, put on, you know, mix CDs. Um, I remember when, when I was a kid, my, my best friend growing up, uh, we had, we'd always uh, make this collection of like mix CDs and we would call it uh, it, the, all the CDs were like the Sid because we were, we were saying like Sid, like CD. Like if you tried to say the word, like say CD, like an actual word. And so we came up with the Sid. So it was like the Sid volume one, the Sid volume two. Um, And, and so those were our, our mix CDs growing up. Nice. I don't think I ever actually mixed like a cassette. I remember the first for me was burning CDs. Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had like a crappy little karaoke machine when I was a kid, and uh, I used to like pull stuff off the radio from there too. Nice. Um, some of the music memories or the music bands that uh. Some of our Discord listeners like, like Tim Pollan, T. Pollan, our boy. Uh, they're up there in Iowa. Tim. Or is it Idaho or Iowa? I think it's Iowa. Yes, Iowa. He said, my music, Boston, Bob Seger, Van Hager, and Springsteen. My parents' music that I still love, Statler Brothers, Merrill Haggard, and Crystal Gale. Some of those definitely that's, that's Merle, classics. Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. Sorry, what did I say? Meryl, Meryl. Oh, like Meryl, like Meryl, Street. like Meryl from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Meryl, there you uh, go. Rue twenty thirty. He said, "Memories, new metal. That is all. I don't know what new metal is." So it's like Papa Roach, Limp Bizkit. Uh, yes. Yeah, rock, Horn, rap, basically. Kid rock, yeah. got smacked, disturbed. Yeah, that definitely had its heyday back in the day for sure. Oh yeah, I yeah, like new metal. Listen to all so those yeah. bands That's why growing I knew up. That right off the yeah. Bat. Yeah. Um. Yep, Shyla Novacell had a question that we're going to save for future episodes. She said, has your music changed? <laughs> Shayla, Sheila. Dang it. Sheila. I can't say her name right. Sheila. Shyla Novacell. If she did not spell her name the same as my mother-in-law, I would not pronounce it Shyla, but I'm afraid she spells it exactly the same. Sheila Novacell <laughs> had this to ask, which will be a... Uh, will be... A, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not hear it in my head. What is, what is uh, happening? I don't know what I'm saying right now. But she said, has your music changed since high school? Don't you just love the new country? Sheila, Shayla, Shyla, we're going to tell you about that on our next music episode sometime in the future, okay? So hold that question for the future. A question we can answer now is from Ash Ingram, at AshMichelle86 on Twitter. She said, what band or artist, living or dead, would you like to see perform live in their prime? For me, it's between two bands. It would either be ACDC when Bob Scott was singing or the Cranberries. I grew up listening to both of these bands, and I think they would be amazing to see live. So, 
Who you guys nice. got? Absolutely. Those are two different two different types yeah, of bands. Yeah, they are. That's kind of cool. Good though. choices, yeah, though. Fantastic yeah, choices. Oh, the Cranberries is an awesome one. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Every time you hear the word zombie, I immediately go to zombie. the zombies. Right? For me, uh, my favorite band of all time, like I've said, is Nirvana. So I would love... Uh, I never saw them live um, and in person. So I would love to see Nirvana. Um, that would be actually like a dream of mine. Because I've always wanted to see, like I've seen cover bands um, doing doing all it. But it's, it's just it's not, not the same. not the same though, for sure um, not. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, so I like, I, like, I like to see that one. Beatles, hands mm. down. It's a good one too. Beatles would yep. be an awesome def- one. I would have definitely went with Nirvana as well. Um, man, maybe just the, you know, the pinnacle of the 90s. You know, those Nirvana songs yeah. like that would have been such a cool thing to be able to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say for me, um, from back from back in middle school and high school days, I would love to see a Weird Al Yankovic uh, concert <laughs> where he's singing all the classics like Amish Paradise. As I walk yeah, through the valley awesome. where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize <laughs> she's very plain. But that's just per- Okay. <laughs> also, that's for just Amish like me. You know why she's like, 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 like electricity? Uh, but no, that was his actually, music is just so fun. Oh, I just I just enjoy his music. It's not like like good music. He's taking music that we know and making jokes out of it and parodies and stuff. But I just it's so entertaining and so fun. I'd love to go to a concert of his. Yeah, we were. I was a huge Weird Al Yankovic fan growing up. My buddy actually got me into it, and we actually went to a Weird Al concert. Um, he was playing in in Massachusetts at this like big festival, like like a fair kind of thing, and uh, so that was actually one of the earliest concerts I ever got to go to was was a Weird Al concert. Nice. Did it, did uh, Ronnie? Did you mention a band? Oh no, you did mention a band. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I uh, Patrick stole my thunder on this one. Yeah, way to go, Patrick. Oop. All I hear is Patrick's answer. I don't hear your answer. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, did you guys have any any other bands that you wanted to give a shout out to before we wrap things up? Um, any that were you know particularly uh, impactful during your school years, middle school, high school, that you you know you maybe still listen to them to this day, but back then it was like your favorite go to bands and songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, two bands that I will shout out, but. The first one, the most important one, was was Lifehouse. Um, you know, when I, when I say that name, you know, most people are like, "What Lifehouse? The the alt rock band from the early two thousands that they only had a few hits." I'm like, "That's yeah. them, yeah, them." But um, you know, their their music for some reason just hit at the right time for me, and had just this strong impact on me musically. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen, they're the one band that I have probably seen the most in concert. Um, uh, I've, it's gotta be like four or five times now I've seen them. I've got to meet them, which nice. was awesome. Um, you know, all sorts of just great memories, uh, with their music. And so, you know, I'm very thankful for them. Um, you know, Switchfoot as well bridging the uh, bridging the gap uh a lot between the secular and the sacred if you yep. will um because they they started out as a, a christian band and then they they went mainstream for a while and they they still sort of dance that line a little bit 
Um, they're more on the, on the Christian side, but they they did that to reach a bigger audience to try to you know reach them, bring the message yep. farther. Um, so big shout out to them, and then you know of course all of the all of my the big Christian influences. You got your Stephen Curtis Chapman. I remember my first first album, my first Christian album was was Stephen Curtis Chapman's Speechless. Yeah. Um, I will never forget that album. Um, and then you you mentioned Jars of Clay. Third Day. Um, all their all, yep. Third Day definitely. Um, all like I was a huge Jars of Clay fan back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, but uh, yeah, that pretty much formed my childhood. Nice. I I think for me the one band that I would pitch. So my favorite band of all time is Bush. Um, the song Glycerine I think is like the greatest song that I've ever heard. Uh-huh. I mean, that is just a, a very it's a good one. Uh, like iconic song. Glycerine. Like. Yes. But I would, his, uh, voice, I would say, his voice was definitely like pre-Creed. The days like, yeah, it, go by. Yeah, it was uh, that, 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 I mean, all their music. I mean, I tend to like all their CDs. I can go through any of them and listen to them. But uh, they also, just mm-hmm. like uh, not, not too young, I guess like it could have been a few years back, they cut like a Live from the Rooftop album. Um, where they did uh, they did a version of Landslide, and it is really awesome. Nice. Uh, you, nice. You cannot get it on Spotify. We'll say that out. out uh, say that. Um, you'd what? have to go over to YouTube probably okay. to get it. Uh, but it's definitely worth okay. the listen because it is really good. Hmm. Nice. Mm. How about you, Patrick? Any other shout outs for music? Mm. Mm. Kelly Clarkson. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is my heartbeat song. Was she a, was she around when you were in middle school and high school? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, yeah, she was she was the winner of the first American Idol. So what that was one what year was, was that? School. Yeah, that was 01 wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, junior high I was school. in college, so yeah, I got you. You're old. Yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out to Kelly Clarkson. Moment like oh, this, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. Um uh shout out to DC Talk, Jesus Freak, and uh I I loved that uh album and Supernatural. Uh already mentioned Third Day. Nice. Uh I already mentioned this too, but all Disney soundtracks, like I just love Disney music. Oh, Man, yes. I just oh, love yeah. Disney music. Like, yeah. Awesome. There's a uh, we we have an uh, Amazon Echo Dot in our living or in our kitchen, and we'll just say uh, Alexa, play Disney music all every day, all day every and day. whatever comes on, it's just, it's just it's you so can just nice sing to, along nice to, to it to listen to, yeah. yeah, nice to listen to, like nice to. I was it made it, and I just turned on Alexa for everyone. Good job, <laughs> hi Alexa. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. I think with the last. Uh, Pixar movie with Coco. I just I I wish that they would make a a musical like a Disney Pixar musical kind of film because they could definitely do it. Once they did it with Coco, they definitely showed that they could do it. Um, and then I also want to give a, a last shout out to the Fugees, the score, "Killing Me Softly." Nice. Strumming my pain. Strumming with his my fingers, pain. Oh man. I hate I hate you guys. Uh, I'm gonna edit this and it's gonna be so off. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you guys keep singing together. It's like, oh, it sounds great, but as soon as I edit it, I'm like, 
That's, oh my just pick one of us. Just go back and forth, and just I'm just gonna mute one of you guys. Just mute <laughs> one of us. You don't definitely take us both because it's not gonna match up. But that's okay. But yeah, so I even uh, in full disclosure. Oh. I'm not gonna match it up at all. I'm just gonna throw everything as as it is, and then people can just figure <laughs> it out. Show me my pain. Finger, finger, fingers. <laughs> no, but I uh, when <laughs> I step version. yeah, foot, 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 finger. <laughs> when I uh, I was on, I went to an amusement park with a friend, and we literally for two hours listened to that song over and over and over and over one time, two times. 50 times like we played it so much it was it was awesome uh so we've come to the end and we've made a lot of musical suggestions so i don't know if mark if you have additional musical suggestions um for future episodes we will be talking about our music tastes uh into college and into adulthood which for some of us maybe that hasn't changed that much um we will be giving maybe like our top five uh, best of the best songs, and I think we've already covered the bands, but I think in the future we'll definitely have an episode where we talk more specifically about songs, maybe that, that shaped our lives. Um, do you guys have any uh, last-minute thoughts, inspirational ideas, dad jokes, anything to share before we close things out? Well, as always, uh, I do have some additions to the Good Morning Guys morning playlist, which you can search on Spotify at any time. Um, and so our three submissions today, and Lucas, you are going to love Can't me wait. for this, is Hanson's is Mbop. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know what? For nostalgia's sake, I'll probably listen to it for a good minute, and then I will then I will skip it. There you go. No it's way. like oh, mm, so bop, mm, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Hanson's Mbop, Lifehouse's Hanging by a Moment, and Switchfoot's Meant to Live. Nice. So three very good songs back. From two back. two very good songs. Yeah. One so so. Yeah. Well. Can we get a little alternative <laughs> rock? Two out of maybe three some Nirvana bad. or Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins. Nirvana, all apologies, a, maybe, and uh, his rendition of the man who maybe sold you should the world. S- Those two. If you if you can, uh, Mark, maybe you should sneak in just a little bit of everybody's picks. That would be cool, just to throw it on there. I may and, uh, I may go ahead sneak and some that. picks in there. That would be nice. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about Pat or Ronnie? You got anything to close us out? I uh, I think I'm uh, I'm all out. I am good. Don't don't play the quiet man. That's all I got. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, I did want to ask you guys this, a very important question. Do you guys know why you two still hasn't found what they're looking for? <laughs> because they keep walking down where the streets. You have got no name. it, baby. The streets have no name. They're lost. <laughs> they don't know where to go. <laughs> oh. Very nice. The dad joke duo. All right. Well, that's all we have for this good morning. Remember, there are a number of ways to go beyond listening to connect with us as a podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, the good morning guys, or at the good, the GMG podcast. Beyond that, we look forward to talking at you again next Thursday. No, next Wednesday morning or afternoon. We did change that. I forgot to mention that last week on podcast services around the globe. And again, Take a couple minutes, if you can, after the show to show us some love. Rate us on iTunes. Maybe even write a little review, because if we can get a few more, 
Mark's going to do something crazy, but you can't find out what that crazy thing is until you give us some good reviews. It also helps us connect with strangers. Mm-hmm. As soon as he gets his Tartarus bookshelf, he's going to set it on fire. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> My wife would murder me. That would be crazy. That would be super crazy. <laughs> That would really one up my hot sauce challenge. I'll tell you yeah. that. I need to save that for a hundred. <laughs> save it for a hundred reviews. <laughs> and this podcast would go down to three. <laughs> oh, we don't want that. Don't say that kind of stuff. All right. <laughs> All right, my podcasting brothers, Pat, Mark, Ronnie J, you listeners, our friends and family, go get your good morning this week. May God bless and guide your lives as you live, work, and game. Visia siavinara. And until next week. One, two, three, four. How about that Swedish Swedish accent for you? I wonder if we got any listeners like in Japan or something. I really should have practiced that one before. That one I definitely should have practiced. Wait, did we say bye yet? What's going on? Yeah, I already said goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't listening because all you were focusing on was I I definitely added a few extra syllables. I tried to write it so that I could read it, but I got lost in all the syllables. It's Visiya Siyanavara. No. It's Visiya Siyanara. Siyanara. Yeah. Gotta, I hope all this isn't cut out. It's, Sayonara? It's Swedish for see you next time, okay? <laughs> oh, Don't believe shoot, me, Google man. it. Good luck Googling oh, what I said. It was so easy when you were just saying Ate Mice, and then now it's like, Alevu, Ano, Oh, you uh, delivered with confidence, though, for oh, sure. I did my best. Came in strong. <laughs> it's good. Oh, man. I love your face, too, Patrick. Every oh, time man. I get to the end, you're like, what's he going to say? That is because you like, live, work, and game. And then it's, then it's just like, you never know. It's like, oh, here we what's go. It's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Tout de la fruit. Oh, man. All right. I'm stu- I look forward to it. <laughs> I'm stopping.